Welcome back to So Organised Style Podcast. I'm Maria Thea Harris, also known as Velo Sews. Get ready for a new series on the podcast today. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Hi listeners, welcome back to Sew Organised Style Podcast. Today is episode number two of Sewing Save series and today with her wonderful saves, her sewing saves, we have Sue Stoney. Kaya Maria. Kaya Sue, how's your week been? It's been excellent, thank you. That's wonderful. What amazing sewing save have you got for us today? Well, today I'm saving a vintage tablecloth. Now, op shops are full of vintage linen and I can't leave any of it behind. I have boxes of it. I also inherited quite a lot from my mother and my mother-in-law. So it's a nightmare, but I love it all. I can never resist it. So this is a tablecloth I bought in an op shop for 50 cents or something really cheap. It had a little bit of damage on it, but basically beautiful embroidery. So the first thing I did was make a shirt, a long sleeve shirt. And where I couldn't cut round the damage, I repaired it and copied the embroidery to hide the crime, if you like. Yes. (laughs) Hiding the crime. So I made the shirt, but I still, this was a really big tablecloth. I still had quite a bit left over. So I used the scraps to piece together a short sleeve top. And it really was pieced together. Right. So where I had bits of embroidery and then a seam line. So like with the Marimekko dress where I simply painted a few more leaves in over the seam. I got my white embroidery floss and I simply emulated the embroidery. So it now goes over seam lines and sort of moves around. And again, I covered over any holes. So very simple way to use a beautiful linen tablecloth. And I have to say that vintage linen is you wash it and it dries as though it's been starched. It's Mm. amazing stuff. So that one tablecloth became two makes. I also found some table napkins. I can't remember. They might have been my mother's actually. And I made a a Sorrento bucket hat, which is the free hat from Elbe Textiles. 
And what I did was, that's a reversible hat. So I cut the hat out, I saved the embroidery scraps, applique them back on, and then one side of the hat I dyed with avocado dye. I mordanted it in soy milk, which is my preferred mordant method, dyed it with the avocado and left the other side natural, sewed them together, and I have got a pink hat on one side and a natural flax colour on the other. So again, saved from landfill possibly, the tablecloth was certainly saved from landfill, and I have a hat that I wear all the time. Now, I've got a technical question for you because I hadn't gone down the path of replicating embroidery before. Yep. What do you need to know or do to be able to, to replicate embroidery? Can you walk us through that process? Yes. So I am not a very good embroiderer. I'll be the first person to admit that. So I use a friction pen or a water-soluble pen is also good. And I look at the embroidery that's already there. And usually it's pretty simple. It has stems, which I would draw on and then sew with a running stitch or a back stitch. And on this particular tablecloth, it had daisies with French knots. Well, I can manage a daisy. French knots I can do. What else did it have? And it has like satin stitch, uh, round satin stitch. So really the stitches are very simple and any basic embroidery book will show you how to do a daisy, a French knot, a stem stitch. Actually, that's what they call it, stem stitch and a satin stitch very easy to do and if you don't trust your eye draw the pattern on and then you can see whether it's pleasing before you start the embroidery one last thing is it any sort of thread that you use or do you use special embroidery thread i use the dmc embroidery floss again you can get it so easily in op shops often with the piece to be embroidered attached to it but I know I collect embroidery silk I have a lot of vintage stuff I have some from again from my mother from my mother-in-law and just collected I have got a whole box of it so I use white embroidery floss I use either two or three strands depending on how thick I want it to look so I might have a practice on a scrap piece of linen to see how much I need to replicate the piece that I'm doing yeah replicating the replica (laughs) copy the piece that I'm replicating it's all part of the process of reusing not having fabric go into landfill like you've said absolutely and I treasure these pieces because they have a history sometimes they have tea stains on them Mm. So lots of vintage tablecloths that you get are stained. So the first thing I will do is scour them. So I would put them in a pot with water and a bit of soda ash. You could use nappy sand or something like that, but I use soda ash. I gently simmer them and you'd be amazed at the colour of the water. It often goes brown. Oh, And then I gently wash the item again, hang it up, and it's amazing. It comes out pretty much pure white. If there is a stain I can't get out, I either cut round it 
or I will paint it with a very light bleach wash, but that will destroy the fibres eventually. That's what I was thinking. So I try never to do that. Usually cut round it. And again, actually, I will often embroider over the top of a stain. So on that shirt, both the shirt and the T-shirt, I have done extra embroidery over small stains. Mm -hmm. I cannot pick it now. If I looked on the inside, I would, because yeah. my embroidery is not as neat as the original embroidery. But from the outside, it's very difficult to detect. Wow. And I'm not good at embroidery. An expert would just make a magical garment. They certainly would. It would be really great on the podcast website blog that we'll have for this particular episode. If any listeners have any suggestions as to what they do when it comes to saving and reusing linens, tablecloths, etc., please put your ideas down and we'd really love to make sure that we talk about that in our next podcast. That'd be great. Fabulous, Maria. Just judging from what I see on Instagram, I think there'd be a lot of your listeners who would have some amazing saves and ways of making an old tablecloth come alive yeah they do yeah from what i've seen they pop up all the time they do yeah and it's a great way if you haven't got a lot of money it's a great way of getting fabric for a very little amount of money for me i just love the history of vintage linen i love the the way the fabric is and the way that the embroidery has been executed and if I got rid of my stash tomorrow, the only thing I'd probably keep is my vintage, all my vintage linen. Mm. And it's such a different feel and it performs differently to newer linens that have been manufactured. You can't get that anymore. You can't. There's something weird about vintage linen. And of course, it dyes beautifully. So if you don't want a whole wardrobe of white clothes, just dye it. It's, um, I can't sing its praises enough. Sue, thank you so much for walking through A, your love of op shopping and buying beautiful linens, as well as the techniques that you've undertaken to make some gorgeous pieces, as well as a reversible bucket hat. Yes. Thank you, Maria. And I would urge anyone to gather up all the tablecloths they can find. Fantastic fabric. It is. Wonderful. Yeah. So listeners, thanks again for listening to us on So Organised Style Podcast Sewing Save Series. And today we had Sue Stoney. So thanks again, Sue. Thank you, Maria. And goodbye. Have a lovely day, listeners. So Organised Style Podcast is produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Sue Stoney, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions on our podcast Instagram account or our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe everyone.